This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And they're going to leave with a win. Yeah, right down the middle. Oh, my Thanks goodness. What a, what a way to lose a game. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk college and NFL football is Corey Parson, who you can follow on X for all of your plus money bangers at the Fantasy Exec. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. So in our last segment, I was making the case to take the Houston Texans as your survivor pick. But it sounds like you might disagree with me there. Well, I don't know if I I disagree. I wouldn't do that. I'd tell you why. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but there's been a magical, mystical number in NFL wagering this season. And that number is five and a half. And you get a road team at five and a half, not only do they cover, they normally win the game. You can look as recently as last weekend, if I'm not mistaken, weren't the Houston Texans five-and-a-half-point favorites? I mean, five-and-a-half-point road dogs versus the Cincinnati Bengals? Six, I think. I saw some sixes, I believe. I think it may have closed at five-and-a-half. It so, did close yeah. five-and-a-half. It did. I'm yeah. staying away. So, you know, it's a magical number when it comes to road dogs. I believe, you know, you can go back through several weeks of the season – and some of the critical upsets have been five-and-a-half-point uh, road underdogs. I think back to week one, Seattle lost to um, to the Rams. Rams was five-and-a-half road dog. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's been happening throughout the course of the season. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to chronicle the whole thing. Just let, I'm just letting <laughs> you know if I say it's Easter, you know what I'm saying, start paying eggs. So if I tell you don't use the Texans in Survivor this week, it's probably a good idea not to use the Texans in Survivor this week. Uh, Corey, you were uh, just killing Josh Allen before it was cool. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know if, if you were pleased with what you saw, but man, the whole thing is broken. They fire the offensive coordinator. We knew somebody was going to lose his job. McDermott's worried about his. He might be the one that's gone at the, at the end of the season. But how are we handicapping the bills moving forward? You have a new OC Brady. He does have experience. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the market has gone crazy and saying, oh, man, this team sucks. They're not making the playoffs because they're seven point favorites against the Jets. Like, how do we handle this team now? I don't think I don't know if the public hasn't caught up or the odds makers haven't caught up. This is not a good football team right now. And this is not really what (laughs) I expected. Like, I would love to come up here and be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Standing on business. I told you guys. But really, when they went to London and lost their two best defensive players in Milano and Jones, that's where you really saw a change in this team, right? And now what's ended up happening is 
They almost lost to the Giants. They're on this losing streak right now. I was on the Broncos money line the other night. And I'm not probably won't go as far as to go to the Jets money line. I'm definitely going to take the seven with the Jets. So I don't know if the public still thinks Buffalo is good. I know odds makers are smart enough to know that this is a different team right now. Maybe they keep taking money. The truth of the matter is this, though. Now that these injuries on their defense has happened, you start to look at their roster. And you're like, oh, my God, this team only has two good players, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. So Josh Allen is playing hero ball, but it's not heroing properly this year, which we kind of knew it wouldn't. The more he has to throw, the more he has to take on the whole team, the more likely he is to make a mistake. So, listen, yeah, that Buffalo Bills coming into the season, I didn't think they were a playoff team in the AFC, and they are starting to uh, perform to to those expectations right now. Corey, what's up? I'm so glad you're joining us. Love it when you come on. I got to ask you about the Giants. Where are you at with them moving forward? Because they have been struggling to put up points. The Giants haven't scored more than 16 points since week two. Uh, How do you rate them this week against the Commanders in a division game where it seems like the Commanders should be able to do much better than they did against them earlier this season? But uh, I don't know. It's a lot of points for the Commanders. Yeah, nah, it is. It's too many points for the Commanders. And then you just get to the bottom of the line of the matter is Ron Rivera is terrible as a favorite. The Commanders are terrible at home. And as a matter of fact, the Giants have had this team's number for the past number of years, especially since Ron Rivera has been the head coach. Ron Rivera won in six ATS against the New York Giants. They just went up to the Meadowlands and lost earlier this year. Yeah, you can say, oh, that was Tyrod Taylor, and this week you got Tommy DeVito. It don't really make a difference. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to win the game, but they'll cover the spread. Washington will play a terrible game. But Washington got blew out by the Bears at home. Washington got blown out by Buffalo at home. They probably won't get blown out by the Giants. The Giants don't have the capability to blow anybody out. But the Washington Commanders are not covering a nine-point spread this week. That's ridiculous. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's stick in the division here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Massive, massive yeah. win over the Giants. You can look into that uh, however you want to. They're 10.5-point yeah. favorites uh, on the road in Carolina. What do you like for this game? And do you feel like that the Cowboys are still in contention to win the NFC East? Well, Philadelphia is getting ready to go on this, you know, this, this 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 stretch of hell where they go up against, you know, some of the top teams in the NFL. And we'll see how Philadelphia comes out of that before they have to come down to Dallas, the Big D. So I'm not ready to say that the Cowboys are back in the NFC East conversation yet. But Dallas needs to rack up some wins. So when they do head into the playoffs, it's an easier landing spot going to a New Orleans as opposed to going to a San Francisco. So they need to get their win so they can be that fifth seed in the NFC. So that needs to be their main focus right now. And this week, you really get, like, this is perfect for Dallas because you get a team that's going to turn the football over. And once you start turning the football over and Dallas starts getting short fields and then Dak Prescott can start looking like a franchise quarterback, you know what I'm saying, throwing 30-yard touchdown passes, running up his stats and numbers, just give him his props he's getting that done this year. But when Dallas plays a team that turns the football over, they jump on them, they get behind, they unleash that pass rush, and then Mike McCarthy just brings it home. So I like to think that Dallas will win big this upcoming weekend. I, I would lay that number with Dallas. Dallas is good against the spread, and Dallas is good at laying big numbers. 
All right, Corey, let's uh, transition over to some college football here. Only a few weeks left, and uh, yeah. I'm wondering, is there any value on the board as far as title futures? Top five, five undefeated teams. You've got Michigan on the outside, Oregon, and Texas. Same thing with Alabama sitting at number eight. We know about the potential path there. Uh, do, do you like any of these teams on the outside looking in right now? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to – the third shortest odds to win this thing is Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, that could be because liability is built in. As a matter of fact, they're plus 150 to make the playoff. But, listen, I was watching Joel Klatt last night, and he was like, oh, I can't believe they're going to do this and figure out a way to put Alabama in this thing. When have you known a one-loss SEC champion not to make the college football playoff? And I've said all <laughs> season long that I did not think – that Georgia was going to be an undefeated SEC champion this year. And this is really Nick Saban's best work. He came into this season telling people the way it starts is not going to be the way it finishes. That's why he was so skeptical about naming a starting quarterback. And now look at Jalen Milrow. He is working himself into Heisman contention. Nick Saban is doing the job of his career with this team right here. I, I when, he, when they were 14-1, to 1, I told people, they're they, they coming. And like prime time. And now they're six to one. And pretty soon after next weekend, it's going to be a big debate. But they're going to be in the college football playoff. It's going to be two mm -hmm. SEC teams. And that's going to leave somebody real upset. Uh, probably either a Florida State or Oregon. But the truth of the matter is Alabama, they're going to beat Georgia and they'll be in this thing. Give me the Crimson Tide to win the national championship. I didn't think I'd be saying that. But that's where we're I at. Love it. You I know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely hard to bet against Nick Saban. I'm with you. It's very impressive what he's been able to do this season. How about in the NBA? We've got the NBA in-season tournament. Where is their value to win this? So I got on the Indiana Pacers to win Group A at plus 550. That one's just about in the bag right now. Next up, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers to win the whole thing. Uh, this is a team 14-1 right now. The odds are even pretty short, to be honest with you, considering it's the Pacers. There's a path there. You know what I'm saying? They are, or they're going to get out their group, probably pushing Philadelphia to that wild card in the East. So they have at 14-1, if they're going to be, you know, in, in the when you get into the, to the knockout round, why not take a shot with them? Um, obviously, the depth. The head coach and Rick Carlisle, love all of that. But really, Tyrese Halliburton, ice water in his veins. He has turned into one of the stars in this league. And when you get into a late game situation and the ball's in his hand, he's as deadly as any closer in the NBA right now. He is a very good young player. And um, I think and I think the Pacers, I think they I think they can win this tournament. They're set up to, to you know to advance. Now, as far as, as we go through the rest of the season, you know, the Eastern Conference is very top-heavy. You got four teams at the top, and then I think you got the Pacers and the Knicks, and everybody else's might as well be the Hawks. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply <laughs> no kidding and i'm telling you as far as uh backing the pacers here so never mind the whole houston texans conversation we had earlier we're we're in agreement <laughs> as far as uh wearing those you. pacers jerseys little throwbacks you know with the, the yeah we're good there well as somebody who grew up rooting for the knicks in the 90s i'm not really a fan of those jerseys but yeah it brings right. bad bad memories yeah reggie miller rubs you the wrong way how come yeah, what, exactly. what about him yeah. <laughs> messed with you there I want to go back to college football here because to me, the Heisman Trophy market is is fascinating because yeah. it's not so much who I think should win the Heisman, it's who the voters are going to choose. And that's a very different exercise. And specifically when we're talking about Jaden Daniels at four to one on Bet MGM versus, you know, any of the other, you know, likely candidates to win this thing. How do you think voters are going to handle this? Do you feel like they will look past LSU's record and award it to Jaden Daniels? Or do you feel like a Milrow or someone like that still has enough time to win this thing? No, I don't think, I think Mil, I think it's too, I think it's too late for Milrow right now. And obviously you got key matchups in the Pac-12 that you can look at and say that determine this thing. Right now, Bo Nick's the favorite. I would probably still think that Michael Penix Jr. should be the favorite. Um, they went head to head, and Penix Jr. got the win. Penix Jr.'s team is undefeated. Penix been playing college football since 2017, it seems like. But listen, <laughs> the best player in college football this year has been Jaden Daniels, and that's the truth right there. And at four to one, that's where my money would go right there. I think if he would have went into Tuscaloosa and LSU would have got that win, he would probably be minus 200 right now. But with a three, a three. Now we've seen three lost quarterbacks win the award before. I believe RG3 was a three-loss quarterback. Um, yes. It's been other three-loss quarterbacks to win the Heisman Trophy. Lamar Jackson. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, very good. I So I think there is a path there. But an undefeated Washington, it would probably, would probably give Penix the award. 
But I think Jaden Daniels been the best player. And obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to get some love, but we'll see what happens. I see Carson Beck and Jordan Tra- Jordan Travis not going to win it. And Blake Corum hasn't played well. I and mean, Drake May. It, it, oh, you know what I would do? If the Giants get the first pick of the draft, I would put some money on Drake May to go first. I think the Giants will Ooh. fall in love with another tobacco road quarterback. I like that. Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb keep on falling. And I think listen, I think Caleb is the guy. But knowing the Giants, the Giants would probably take the North Carolina quarterback. Mm, I actually I wouldn't mind that one. Like what you better think, way uh, to go? Eli Manning, David Cutcliffe, you know what I'm saying? That's tobacco yeah. road. The Manning family have that tobacco road you know, vibe to them. I could definitely see the Giants being like, you know what? Give us Drake May. He wears that blue well. What she, well, she, Cora, <laughs> I'm in Chicago, so uh, I'm invested because I'm watching what Carolina does and does, now oh, yeah. right, takes over the play calling duties again. You, But I, I'm looking at your team and I'm like, I don't, it's the NFL, right? So crazy, stupid stuff happens. But whatever, if DeVito, Barkley, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I don't know how they win a game. So I I think they're the biggest threat to that one. Yes. Do you think the, the Giants are going to lose out and get the one overall, or is, do you think it'll be Carolina? I think the Giants have a good shot at losing out. Like, I think they'll yeah. they'll cover against the Commanders this week. But really, would you think that this Giant team would win a game the way they're, you know, currently constructed? Um, It's probably – it really is no – the fans are out on them now. They don't want no parts of it. People can say the NFC is weak. The Giants not getting back into it. So, yeah, the Giants are definitely a team that's going to be in play for that first pick of the draft. And I do think that they will pass up on Caleb Williams if they was to get that pick. So I that th- I think, listen, this is going to be the most fascinating top of the NFL draft that we've ever seen because you got this tankathon going on right now. And Joe, as somebody in Chicago, I'm curious, mm-hmm. then why didn't the Bears just take the quarterback last year? You, they should have kept the pick. You know, because I've never really been a big Justin Fields guy. And also as a Bear, as a, I, I don't know if you're a Bear supporter or not, but if you're working out there, you hear what the people say. Would you want Bill Belichick to be the head coach? No. No, they're talking no. about him coming here to Washington, too. Oh, they're talking about him everywhere. I think uh, Washington yeah. would be a bad idea. If I'm D.C., I would want to get my own coach and create my own legacy. Now, Bill yeah. Belichick to Dallas sounds like that could be a thing because that's the kind of splash that Jerry would like to make. And really, Jerry really needs somebody to get this team over the hump. You know what I'm saying? He's 81 years old. True. So I would see a Belichick. Like, listen, I like <laughs> continuity. So I would, Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's been terrible as the head coach of Dallas, all these double-digit win seasons. Is that the wrap-up music? I am out. <laughs> <laughs> You've won you, enough you know awards to know where they the, play you off. Thank you to the academy, you know what I'm saying? Corey, Corey said, make sure to follow him on X at the Fantasy Exec. Thank you so much for your time. This is Bill Daily presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, Reed Wallach joins us to talk college football right here on the Bill Network.